And we're back on Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matt Peverell, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mark Davison, as we come to you live from the future on Sunday morning. It's 9.35-ish a.m. You know, it's just after 5 on the – on the eastern, eastern seaboard of America. Mark, big question to kick off part two. What did you have for brekkie? Oh, me? Uh, just like toast, man. Just had a bit of toast and a bit of butter, you know, something easy. Just butter uh, toast, you know, nothing on it. Well, I got no. I got to get ready for the show, mate. I woke up at eight eight o'clock, so I just you know woke up, had a coffee, had a bit of toast. Um, but I normally would make you know bacon eggs and stuff like that. Wait, why why did you ask me that question? What's going on? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I've seen people talking in the live chat about like with their beers and stuff. So I like I had a coffee and toast with blackberry jam and all that sort of stuff. So that was good. Uh, but I don't know. Just thought we just thought we'd crack it out with that one. That's good. With. Uh, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good. Thaddeus, I just bring out Thaddeus while we're there. Can we learn some new Aussie slang? So we just went through some Aussie slang, but if anyone in the live chat's got a question for us about a word they might have heard or whatever, we're more than happy to answer one of those. Also, put in like what, like, um, you know, day to day life stuff, like what do you call yeah. a, car, a car or what do you call like a seat or what do you call, um, how do you turn the TV on? I've got one for that. Um, like we, or one of my mates down here in, in Australia, he calls you know, when you turn the TV, TV on. He just calls them buttons. He says, he, "He says, pass me the buttons." And we look around, going, "What? What are you talking about? What do you mean, the controller?" Oh, right. So we call that. Um, yeah, the, you might call it a TV remote, but we call it a controller, the buttons, the flicker. We call it a thousand things here, and we just kind of know that what it means. Yeah. No, my the funniest one. So I was in Vegas when I was ooh, about eleven. Um, my mum worked in um, in the poker machine industry at the time and we went over there for a couple of weeks anyway. So one of the days she was in business meetings, we were um, taken around by a, a nanny or a babysitter or whatever for the day. And this lady comes up to me and she says, um, you know, I'm not going to do the accent because <laughs> it's not that good. But the th- funny thing she said was, um, when's the trolley coming? Now, for Mark and I, a trolley is like a shopping cart. So I was 11 years old and I'm looking at her and I gave her a very weird look. And she's like, you know, like the trolley, like what time is coming and stops here. And, and in my mind, I'm thinking this, there's these shopping carts like coming down in this big line. And I was just like, what, what does that even mean? Anyway, so I gave her a blank face. Anyway, she sort of stormed off and figured I was being rude because I was just in shock. I didn't really know what she meant by trolley. And I remember the, the babysitter that we had look, look, or nanny looked at us and, and she said to me, what did you think she meant by trolley? And so I basically explained <laughs> that a, a trolley was a, like a shopping cart. And so then we had a, all had a great big laugh about it. But I'll never forget that one. That was um, that well, was great. I, I think there's a million of them. One just came to mind then if I have a quick little story. Like, you know, when we go to the shops down here, we go to the shopping center and stuff like that. Where I live on the central coast, we we dead set call one of our shopping centers um, a suburb or a postcode. So no one calls it what it actually is. So our postcode or, or suburb or like like place of area is called Tugra. Um, and now what we do is with our shopping center, we just say you go on a Tugra. Yeah. That's a Tugra Westfield. It's a Tugra Westfield. <laughs> yeah, but, right? no, but no one, no one calls it Westfield. No one. So we just say, oh, I'm just going to Tugra to get some lunch. And that means the other person has to know that you're going to the shops and not going to the actual area. So I don't know if you do it where, 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 where you're from. Um, up uh, down in Sydney and stuff like that, but we have tons of those things. I've got in one with my local when I used to live like uh, another place about ten minutes from here. We would still call the same thing um, the old shop 
from like 10 years ago. And even though it's changed names like three or four times now, like yeah, wow. we're, we're stuck, we're stuck in our ways down here. A <laughs> uh, couple more, but Mark, can you translate this? Oi, maybe you, oi, maybe you could mates could translate truth. Uh, don't, can't say that the next word no. and the next word either. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't want to bring those two words up to either. They're, they're, they're probably not YouTube sensitive, uh, yeah. but it's true. This Depending means, on like, how you interpret them as well. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. And that's, that's a lot with our language in Australia. You could say, like, I, I still want to try and have a show one day, Maddie, but I think we need to meet in, in person first where yeah. we, 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 we just talk in mates. Because when you say the word mate, like mate, well, mate, mate, mate. <laughs> <laughs> they can all mean different things. So that's it. Yeah. That's a lot of our slang. That's a lot of our slang is. Yeah. Um, but no, to answer Rhino Tool, I can't. I'm not sure if Mike can. It's a bit of a the thing about that as well is it's very culturally sensitive. So just like, you know, it's I guess over in the US, if you're the whole Native American Indian, if you're not Native American Indian wearing that headdress and the concerns around that, it, it, it's a similar sort of discussion locally. Um, so, yeah, that's sort of, that's for the Indigenous and Aboriginal people of Australia um, and, and their descendants, less so much, you know, for us that, I don't know, Mike, I've never asked you. I don't think you're Indigenous. But... Uh, no, I, I, I tried it back when I was in high school um, before, but no, I, I, it's really hard. You've really got to like, um blow your lips like raspberries and it's just it's it's very hard uh technique to use we just have one here from um uh kegels bagels which this is a really good question because i think it's it's, it's good to, to, uh, to understand oh i just went away but it said where do you ah. guys watch games in in a normal year are there bands uh are there bars and fans to go watch what where do you watch your games maddie yeah so this is a really great question um so and you know, great to have you, Kegels Bagels. Um, <laughs> so you might be a bit of a new to our show because we talk about this from time to time, but it's always a good one to answer. So it depends on what it is. So often the Thursday night games, they come on a Friday Friday lunchtime. So, I mean, in Australia, sometimes the culture is there'll be some weeks in, in your workplace that you go have what they call a pub lunch and it'll be a couple of hours long lunch. So often you can go watch it there. Fridays is the sort of one where I'm more inclined to take the day off work um, where I can if it's a big game just purely so I can enjoy all that experience. And, yeah, you'd go to like a bar or a pub um, and go watch that game. Um, but when they're on the – the hardest ones are the Sunday afternoons, uh, Monday and, and Monday nights. So Sunday afternoons not too bad because I can watch it before I go to work. But the late Sunday games, which the Steelers had a few of the killers because – I've got to have a watch in the background at work or catch up at that evening. So a bit of a challenge for me from that perspective. Um, that's why, like, for instance, even the divisional round, when the Steelers uh, were going to play the Browns, not divisional round, wildcard round, um, when the Steelers were going to play the Browns, I was secretly hoping for a, a Saturday game so I could sit at home and watch it on a Sunday and have that feeling that you guys get every Sunday afternoon. But how about you, Mark? Well, it's a, like I watch mine here uh, at home or I might go to the pub to – to try and convince him to put the TV on. But basically, like, my first very game, I'm pretty sure that I watched at nighttime, was in Pittsburgh. So a lot of times, like, like you just said, like, we watch our games at uh, 3 a.m., uh, 6 a.m., and then and then 10. And then as the year progresses forward, it goes up an hour because of daylight savings. Now, the very first game I watched was uh, at nighttime was in Pittsburgh in Super Bowl, uh, I believe, 49. Uh, and I think it was Seahawks, Seahawks versus Patriots with that catch that that um, they should have ran the ball in. Um, and that was like the, you know, the, the atmosphere there was like, well, I was already in Pittsburgh. It was, you know, daytime going to night. 
But that was really the really the first time that I had seen um, football live on a TV screen, and I could appreciate and 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 be around a bar at nighttime. And for us down here, it's so strange because like uh, I enjoy watching football by myself anyway. But like we wake up for your one PM games, we wake up at three AM, and then you know I just go back to sleep after that. Um, so it's it, it's that's why it's always like fun for. Australians like myself and, and Maddie to go over because when we go over there, we appreciate it so much. Like yeah. I, I must have been to that Jerome Bettis bar like three times. I went down to the south side, I think three or four times. Um, I'm hoping to if I go over there next time, I want to explore a bit more around like it's a Munroville. I don't know what some of these other suburbs are, but there are a few other suburbs around there. Like maybe get a car and drive around because I have walked that city a fair bit. Um, but yeah, it's just a different different experience for for us in Australia for sure. Look, just before we get into having a look at um, uh, a look at the AFC Championship game and the NFC Championship game, wanted to bring up Snowman's question. Um, Mark, who's your all-time favourite Steelers player? Uh, my all-time, I, I, I got to say, this is a bit, bit of a controversial one, um, but I have I actually have two answers here, and I'm going to give someone a shout-out in a minute. Uh, actually, he's from Australia. I, I like James Harrison. James Harrison has been my guy uh, since, you know. Since really? His, oh, it, just the way he played football. I know some of his tackles weren't meant to be, you know, they, they weren't they legal. Um, but the way he played that game, and one of those Monday Night Football games where the announcer said, oh, just, you know, send him straight to the Pro Bowl. He had three, he had three, no, three sacks, a forced fumble. He had a pick. He had everything. He was just like that, that stealer player. And I just like his, his, his mentality and how he played the game. Yeah, he went to the, the Bengals. Yeah, he went to Patriots. But he's always been one of my favorites. But can I quickly just get a, uh, quick shout out to my mate Elijah here, and he is also from Australia too. So Elijah Pritchard, if you guys can welcome him in the chat, and I'm, I'm sure you will. He's a massive fan of uh, Troy Palamu, and I think a lot of people are like down here in in, in Australia. Elijah's actually he's part of um, um, our you know group Steelers Nation Australia. He's he's always having you know great comments and, and stuff like that. So shout out to you, mate. Hopefully in the future I can you know meet up with you for a beer as well. Um, but yeah, Troy would be would be. On the on the other side, like not looking back to the seventies, which I don't know too much about, uh, or I haven't seen them play, but, but people had seen play. Troy's up there, like how how like Troy is once once in a million player. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for me, Joe Green from that era, um, without a doubt. From the, when you talk about that seventies era, um, when you talk about Heinz Ward as well, I think he epitomised what it is to be a Pittsburgh Steeler, and you know, hard on offense, did all the. Flashy stuff he needed to do, but he was hard and he was gritty. Troy, the same thing. I mean, it's hard when, when you're a Pittsburgh Steelers fan and you've won six Super Bowls and there's all these Hall of Famers. How can you not like some of these blokes? I mean, you know, it's it, it's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. So, um, yeah. But, look, let's move on. It's, it's AFC Championship game this week, NFC Championship game. Let's start with the NFC side and crack through that. Mark, Buccaneers, Packers, who's going to the Super Bowl? Well, this is part of my prediction too, but I think Bucks are. I think, I think there's really? a narrative for, for Brady. I think he'll get there again. Um, although I'll be very honest, I saw a few Bucks games this year. I didn't see much of the Green Bay. I didn't see any Green Bay on TV. They kind of, like, I just thought, you know, what were they, 12 and 4 or, or 13 and 3? They just kept winning. And, like, I didn't, no one really, well, for me, I didn't really talk about them or, or hear about them much at all. So, um, it's Rogers versus Brady, which is like kind of a snooze fest because they're getting they're getting up there and a bit older. Oh, 
let's be real. Like we, we've seen that a lot. Like I, I, I'm much looking forward to more looking forward to the Bills versus Chiefs than the Bucks in Green Bay. Um, but I would like to see. I don't know. I think maybe like Mike Evans and stuff like that, and, and AB, he'll probably get a chance to, to rip it up. Um, isn't he out? Then, I thought he, was. Is he is he out? I heard reports that he might be out. Who Mike Evans? Nah, Brown. I thought Brown might be out, but I might be wrong there. Don't know. It could be in a Raiders Raiders uh, <laughs> jersey again. <laughs> it could be on. The, it could be going back <laughs> to the Patriots. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. But like that's it. It's it's. This is like, I I always find these games are some of the funnest games to watch though, because they 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 play really hard to to get to the Super Bowl, and the NFC and the AFC championships are just some of the some of the best football to to, to watch. So hopefully there's a good showing for the Bucks versus Green Bay. But I've got I've got Bucks in that one. As much as I hate to say, it, I think Brady's going back. Who, who yeah. do you reckon in that one? I, I I can't I can't go past the Green Bay <clears throat> Packers. I mean, what they've done, the way they finished up the season as well. Um, on those last weeks, where they scored like it was like four touchdowns. You know, in the snow. You know, or Brady. You know, three four touchdowns in the snow. That that's nuts. So for me, it's definitely definitely going to be the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is playing lights out football. He wants that other Super Bowl. He wants to solidify his Hall of Fame um, credentials there. No way! <laughs> yeah, the Bucks aren't beating the Bucks aren't beating the Packers this week. No way. I just think it's hard as well. Like Brady's used to playing in the snow, but when you've got a team that's coming from Tampa, it's got to go up there to Lambeau Field. I, I just think that's such a challenge. I think the the way the Packers can run the ball if they get up with a lead, the guys they've got on defense as well. I think that's going to put a lot of pressure on Brady. So yeah, it's for me, it's the Packers there, um, this- especially if they get a lead. Is it not a Brady game though? As much as we all despise Brady and like, you know, Brady is one of the best and probably could be the best because he has won six of bowls. He's been to about 10 of them. Um, and, and I always say like, like I love my Steelers, but being honest with Brady, some players can't even win six games and he's won six of bowls. So is this yeah. not a Brady game where he's like, the world's still against me, blah, blah, blah. You know, I want another ring on my finger. I, I could see him really having a game, uh, you know, at least keeping up with Rodgers. Like, I don't think he's going to get stonewalled and, and, and kicked out. Um, I, I don't really overly care for that one as much. Um, with, with the AFC one, I'm looking for, like, Bills versus Chiefs. Yep. I don't, I don't know about you, but my opinion is I don't want to see the Chiefs in it again. I like to see a new matchup. I want to see the Bills in it. Like, as much as, like, you know, the Bills are crazy fans and all that, but there was a period in the in the in the 90s, was it? In the 90s, yeah, when they won, no, when they lost like four in a row. And if you ever, ever watch that documentary, you're like, you get four in a row. You think we had a bad? They had four in a row, and they didn't win one of them. <laughs> so <laughs> here's here's my one. That's a little bit fun. Mine is I want if it's Packers, I want the Bills playing the Packers because that is going to be an awesome game. That's going to have what everyone wants. Yeah. That's going to have some flashy plays. It's going to have some great defense. It's it's going to be Oh, it's going to be awesome, right? Like that's turn the TV as loud as it can go. Watch the hits. You're going to feel like you're there. If it's the Bucks, though, I do not want Brady getting enough. I don't want Brady having more Super Bowl wins than the Pittsburgh Steelers. So if it's Brady, I want Kansas City Chiefs because I don't think Brady will win in a shootout against, against Pat Mahomes. I just don't see that happening. Also, I kind of like to see <laughs> Brady... Having to throw with all his old age, having to throw it in to a bunch of other guys wearing red and being confused with the color scheme. Well, you don't. You don't th- I think Brady. Like I, I think it will be. Well, here's my prediction. Now I'm going to throw it out. Now my prediction of the week is it's Bucks versus Bills. 
in the Super Bowl. And I think wow. I think this is what I'm getting at. This is, this is my little narrative will go ahead. I think that the Bills will then overcome the Bucks and beat Brady because they won the AFC uh, East for the first time in like 100 years. Uh, they won that. And now they're versing Brady. Like imagine seeing Brady again, like not as a Patriot, but as a Buck. And you have to beat him in the Super Bowl in his stadium. If you can't get motivated for that and you're on the defense and you've got Edmonds there and some other blokes there, like what what a – and you've got Josh Allen who's like – I think he's like a pretty good quarterback. And um, Stephon Diggs, I, like I wish we had that – like Stephon Diggs, his like routability is just insane what he can do. Yeah. So I would love to see um, Bills, Bills Bucks and then the Bills beat the Bucks. But I understand what you're saying. If it's um, Bills versus Chiefs, uh, that'd be a pretty pretty exciting matchup. Oh no, sorry. Who did you say Bills versus I Bills and Packers? I think if you got Bills Packers, that's that's going to be yeah, two, two hard hitting hitting franchises because you think the Bucks as well are kind of like a similar team down here when they have Brady. They like Melbourne. They kind of like well Melbourne for the NRL. They kind of like you know. Do you know what the look, game? It's not going to be exciting football if, if the Bucks are in. You know what that game will remind me of? It'll remind me of two thousand and nine when the Saints played the Colts. In that in that Super Bowl, where it was like really good defensive players, you know, yeah. you had like Vilmer and you had um, Dwight Freeney, and like you had these two really good quarterbacks, and like, but obviously you had like the Saints there against with Drew Brees when he was a lot younger, and you've got Drew Brees against Peyton Manning, the old guy, and you see that, but he could still throw the ball then. That was before his Denver Broncos times. That's the same thing now, where it's like you've got you have you know Aaron Rodgers and Jar- um, Josh Allen. Like, I just think there's some really cool storylines. So, you know, I think for ratings-wise, I'd much prefer to see the see the Bills-Packers there. But, you know, fine. If, if if Brady wants to have a crack and get his arm, you know, torn off by throwing it too much compared to Pat Mahomes, let's go down that route. We'll have fun all the oh, same. Either way it goes, it's going to be, like, it's going to be really interesting football. I just hope that with the Super Bowl, we do see some really, really good football. Like I said last, or last week or the show before, that uh, Patriots versus Rams was absolutely terrible. Um, the offense was like awful. So I think if the Bucks do get in, they might play a bit safer. But like you said, if the pa- Packers is in versus Bills, those two teams are gonna gonna hammer it out, play good defense. Um, they've got good running games on both. They both can, can can throw the rock. They're gonna, you know, they've you know they're gonna test test the waters on on either side and not play safe. Whereas that Super Bowl we saw a few years ago, they just played safe. Yeah, true, true, true. So, Mark, what's that bold prediction then? What's that? What's that bold prediction? Our punt of the week, as we always like to say, yeah. a punt might be a kick, but a punt also means a bit of a gamble down under. What's that punt of the week then that you're making for this week? Well, last week I said the Browns are going to win Super Bowl, and you know I got it wrong. So, well done, good. well done. You've got people <laughs> all the time. Well done. I didn't want to say. Yeah, that. so definitely that got that wrong. But mine's going to be uh, this week. I, I want to keep mine current, unlike yours. Like yours, feel like a tax return. Don't, don't get it back until the next year with some of your predictions. They're crazy. <laughs> um, but I, I think it's going to be Bills versus Bucks. I I really want out of all the teams left. I want this is crazy to say, but I think the Bills. I want the Bills to win. They haven't won one. Let them win this one, and then they can be they can be sleepy for the next. 30 years. So you're saying the Bills will do what Kansas City did and then is win one after not winning one. Well, I think the Bills, yeah, haven't won one at all. But, like, obviously Kansas had had, you know, was it like 50-something years 50, or something? 50, 50 years. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, particularly when you think about that franchise, just talking about that, like the role that they played in 
fusing, you know, what we now know as the AFC and the NFC and what have you with the, you know, that history there um, and where the Steelers fitted in with the mix and stuff as well. But, um, yeah, awesome. Okay, so you want the Bills to win it all. Out of all the teams, I don't want to see the Bucs win it because of Brady. I don't want to see Green Bay win it because they've won a few. And I don't want to see the Chiefs win it again because they won last year. And I think if the Chiefs win it, we've got a pretty big problem on their hands because back-to-back Super Bowls is hard to do. Uh, and then that's going to be very tough for the Steelers in future years and the, the next next period when we are – like we had Brady in our way for so long. And there, there was we can maybe talk about next week because I actually had been to the Super Bowl with 50 and 51. Yeah. And with, with 51, Pittsburgh almost got there and then Brady 30-something to, to whatever. And, yeah, he was always in our way. So Mahomes now might be in our way. Um, and that's the, that's the reality of it. Oh, actually, we might be in our own way. <laughs> when, when you really think about it, well, what we've been what we've been doing, but um, yeah, Bill, I don't know. The, uh, the I was in Buffalo last year, and I remember talking to one of the blokes who did Uber, and he told me like, "Yeah, Bills have got a you know good good team, and and they're going to have a chance." And I went, "No, oh, I can see that. I, I see what you're saying." Um, and now now we do see it. They're, they're they're a team that we wanted to beat. Like great great culture at the moment. Uh, everyone fired up. Number one receiver, good running game, mobile quarterback. That's still still a threat to for things to happen. Yeah, well, look, and so you've got up me now, so now I can't do a long-term punt of the week, so that's, <laughs> that's great. My punt of the week is that when we go live to air next week, the Steelers still won't have an offensive coordinator announced. Yeah, right. Okay. I still well, don't when, know. when do they yeah. normally announce them anyway? I, I, I woke up, you know, with the Vance thing yesterday and went, oh, geez, like he retired. I'm 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 on tender hooks now to see if Ben's gonna like retire. Um, that's what I, find, see, this what I find very interesting, right? It's what I found very interesting this week. They're very key on getting an O lineman coach in because they want to get and obviously with when we had Munchak, he called the he was the run game coordinator. You then have discussion now about the Steelers trading up, which is going to be a challenge because the Colts are going to have to trade up as well. And the Colts are three picks ahead of the Steelers. So they've got a bit more weight behind them in terms of who they can trade up for, right? Because they really need a quarterback um, now that you've got Rivers retiring this week. So that was big news, which we didn't cover at the start, but that does have an implication on more than just Ben being the last quarterback from that that 2004 draft. Um, so I think when you when you've seen that, conversations start talking about quarterback you've seen them bring in Haskins now we know they've taken an opportunity that Haskins last still is a Haskins last ditch avenue of playing in the NFL the fact that they're doing some different things the fact that they're talking about a QB coach becoming in as defense coordinator and then would they keep Canada if he's not, you know not going to go elsewhere I I'm inter- I'm getting very interested now to see what they can do to keep Big Ben but equally, if the cap is going to be 180 million, as now they're sort of saying it's probably going to be more around that mark. And now Vance is off. That's it was put up by someone in the live chat a bit earlier. They're quite right. There's suddenly potentially 10 million dollars more in the Steelers' salary cap. So if we do, if we are keeping Big Ben, it's a little bit easier to digest. But if you want to go into that cap stuff, you can you can join me now in my weekly audio show, which is which is Steelers Cap Room, um, as we go through that. And you know both. For that show and for this show, if you've got a question that you think of during the week or you're listening to us on the audio side and you miss the live show, feel free to email Aussie, that's A-U-S-S-I-E, Steeler, 
91 at gmail.com and we'll, we'll tackle some of those questions for you in the following show. So if you've got any feedback or you've got questions or there's a topic you want us to bring up, both in Steelers Touchdown Under or that Cap Room show that I'm doing as well, which comes to you on Wednesdays, feel free to send us an email um, and we'll look to address that. So definitely one definitely one there for everyone. Well, look, Mark, before we, before we wrap up the show, um, I thought we'd go into a bit of, as the title says, Two weeks left. We've covered what's happening this week in week one of those two weeks. Um, we've covered some of the questions that have started to sort of crop up for the Steelers in at least this last week or since the offseason started. But I know you had a couple of questions for me as well this week, and we'd love to take any questions from the live chat as well. But, Mark, you want to kick it off with one of those questions that you had for me? I know that you had a keen one for me. Um, my, mine really is, it is to do with what you were saying about the offensive coordinator. But, like, I just think... <sighs> Do you, do you think whoever we get, like, do we need to be more run run savvy? Do we need to be more like? Are we gonna get? Are we gonna draft a running back? And like, ha, like, how can we be thirty second in the league? So mine's basically around like, how is this running game gonna change? And how do we bring in a guy that can 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 mix it up? And yeah, like Big Ben can't be throwing the ball 60, 60 plus anymore. So what do you think about? Do we have to uh, hire a guy who is running back um, mentality or do we need to change something there? Like what, what are your thoughts on that? So it's like what we talked about last week. And I gave that example, which I remember as I did it, I did the circle and I was, I was listening to the podcast. I was thinking about myself in time. Cause we always, I always go back and listen to our shows um, really important so that we can learn. Cause this is our Mark and I, this is our rookie year and we're going into year year two next year where we're following Claypool onwards. So hopefully we can continue his trajectory onward and upward. Um, I think the run, like it's really interesting with the run game. There's a lot of things they need to do. They obviously need to draft a fairly high running back. So, but I don't want them to, I don't want them to spend a first round pick on it. I think there's a lot of value in the second and the third, um, depending on, on who you want to go after. I like um, Javante Williams out of North Carolina. Um, I don't know if he's declared yet or not, but, I'm going to go through that in the next week or so, look at everyone that's declared as, as they start to sort of happen because I know there's a number of underclassmen that are now able to declare for the draft. Um, but I think it really depends on, A, if Big Ben's going to come back, how are you going to make that work? It depends on what your O-line's looking at. So once we know where the villain waiver's coming back, whether we know where the pounce is coming back, I agree with Brian Anthony Davis. I think they'll bring back to Castro, even though I flagged that on this week's cap room, the cost of bringing back to Castro. Um so, look, defensive coordinator will be really important. But I think as we've seen around the league, if I mean, if you look at the four teams that are left this year, right, Aaron Rodgers leading Green Bay, Tom Brady leading the Bucks, Josh Allen even in leading the Bills, you know, you've got, and obviously Patrick Mahomes with the Kansas City Chiefs. These are very good offenses, and the Steelers have had a very good defense two years in a row. Now, they didn't rock up to play in the wildcard round against the Browns, and, and we lost the game. Fine. But what got us back into the game was, one, obviously the Browns easing off on defense to try and stop the long place, but it was offense. And I think while it's fundamental that you've got good pass rush and that you've got defensive backs that don't let off massive players, it is still a situation whereby I think the league's going very offense heavy. So, 
how you integrate that and how you integrate that run game into the pass game is going to be incredibly important. I think there's a lot. It's a very difficult question to answer right now, but having a QB-focused defensive coordinator, which is if they if they do hire Canada or if they do go after Pep Hamilton, as we've talked about, that sort of shows you where they're going to lean. So I think this idea of going back to a 50-50 split is not something we're probably going to see from the Steelers, but we do need an effective run game. And there's a lot of, I mean, it's like our title of the show says, there's a lot of questions between now and the start of the 2021 season that need to be answered um, for us to really understand where that's where that run game's going. It just needs to be better than better than 32nd, I think. Like, but you can't be any worse. Yeah, they might go to the CFL. I don't know. <laughs> Start ranking. Yeah, but that's yeah, it. It, I, I think it, I think you're correct. I think it all starts with running game, building that lineup again, um, putting a hat on the hat, and getting those guys the mentality where we want to run the ball because we know we can pass it. We know we can do really good things, and what comes better off the, the pass in an effective running game. And we just didn't have that after uh, 11 games or 12 games. We, you know, everything just went flat after after the Ravens game. And, like, it's just it has been a crazy season for that. So I think um, I'm not a big draft guy as well, but, like, I'll be happy to see O-line in there because I know what Dotson done this, has done this year. He's played tremendous and he's, he's one of, like, he's going to be a fan fra- favourite for a long time. And, Get another bloke next to him and, and reorganize that line. Get someone who can run the ball and uh, don't have to be, you know, have to be like a running game like the Ravens, but we definitely need to get 100, 100 yards a game or critical downs. We need something to happen. And we just didn't see that this year. And, you know, the defenses who, who are playing us must be thinking, like, well, we've got this game. We, we understand what they're going to run and we know they can't run the ball against us. So, and that's what the football is being built around throughout the period I've been watching. We are going to a more pass-happy league. That's fantastic and fun to watch, but it does come down to um, the trenches. and It's, it's my O-line against your D-line, really. 100%. 100%. And it's who's going to monster the guy in front of them, who's going to stand up, who's more hungry, the rest of it. There's some great questions, so let's go rapid fire, Mark. <laughs> yep. Mark Tobin, do you think they'll find a way to re-sign Dupree? Yes or no? I hope so, because I think there is – well, rapid fire, I think I hope so because – you have him back next year with, with Ward again. You have another chance to get a Super Bowl. Uh, we do have Alex Highsmith, true. But, yeah, Dupree is playing really well and did play. And it just depends where he wants to go, really, and how much money. And, and you know more that about than I do, but I hope so. Yeah, for me, no, in the sense that I think he's going to command, you know, even if it's not his cap number of $15 million, it'll be $12 million plus. And you know what? It'll probably be $18 million plus. No, that, that, that won't be happening. Um Let's bring up Steeler Chick 46 says, will Juju be back? I hope so. Um, I think there's room to put a franchise tag on him and work it out. I think if the Steelers could find a way to have 12 million, I think the cap, the top of my head, the franchise tag will be somewhere in that 16-ish million mark, give or take a million either side. I think they could work out a deal for Juju around 12 million. Um, I think he knows that he's not a wide receiver number one on most teams. And even with the Steelers, he's sort of like a, a 1B, a, you know, a 2A. Um, I think he'd want to stay too. So let's see. But Mark, do you think Juju will be back? I think the opposite. I think Juju might leave for the bigger ticket and get more money somewhere else and go to a new organization and try and be number one. And I think Bud has a better chance than, than signing than Juju. Just because Juju is building that brand and he wants to be um, the games and then all, and all that kind of stuff, he might 
maybe his role and idea now is done in Pittsburgh. I'd still be happy if he if he was in Pittsburgh. Um, but it would be a fresh start for both for both cl- uh, parties as well. Yeah, look, um, I know we said rapid fire. Um, yeah. I, I, that'll fit in my bold prediction then from last week, which is that Juju would sign somewhere else and be back with us in a couple of years. I think Juju means a lot more to this offense and these, this wide receiver unit than people realize, even if it's not about maturity. I think you will see Claypool and Deontay Johnson have some struggles at times without a Juju, and it's not about drafting another young wide receiver. Or even if you bring in a veteran for the presence, there's a role he plays within this, and I don't know if the Steelers can afford to lose that, particularly if they go high and draft a, a you know, a good rookie quarterback and marketability as well. He's massive. Big um, question: Like, would you be shocked? I wouldn't be shocked if he if he signed. No, that's what else. I'm saying. I think they yeah. should look at the franchise tag route and then go, yeah. okay, well, how can we get you for 12 million or this is the contract or whatever. Um, Lumberzak, 94. Who do you guys want to see drafted first? Ooh, this is a big question, but Mark, what position? Anyone on the O-line. I think we have to improve that running game. Uh, I don't care who it is, as long as he can push someone over. And I saw a few plays, like, was it from the um, the Green Bay guys? Like, I, I saw one guy the other week, or the game I was watching, he just pancaked a bloke, and it was awesome to see. Yeah. So any, anyone um, that can fit that, and, we, you know, we're getting pretty long on the tooth there with um, the O-line, so anyone I'd be happy to see. Years past, I wouldn't be happy. I want to see a receiver or a flashy guy. No, we've got to, we've got to get some hard-hitting football going on into the next five years or so. What do you reckon? Yeah, I don't want them to draft a running back. I, I, don't, I don't care who it is. I don't want them to draft a running back in round one. O-line, if Big Ben's back, um, if you can't do something to trade up. If Ben's not, if you can't do something to trade up for a QB, there's some good, there's some good defensive ends or edge rushes. There's also some really good defensive backs in this draft. The Steelers do need a cornerback. I don't care what anyone says. Hayden's a, a cap expense. He may not be back. Um, and just if everyone's focused on all these other positions this year, why not go grab – I'm a big believer in best player available, and then you can figure out through free agency or other trades after that. So, if yeah, but I'm just very interested to see who's left on the board if we're keeping to 21. But – the Steelers will probably, I don't think they're going to trade up into even the top 12, but I do think they may trade up a couple of positions if there's that one key player. Um, Donald, Donald Nolan says, if Dupree walks, does Highsmith start opposite what next year? For me, it's a yes. I don't know why. Maybe you might want to bring in a veteran to back him up a little bit but um, and give him spells. But yeah, for me, he's played tremendously. Go for it. Yeah, I reckon as well. Like people are talking about bringing in the other what on the other side. Um, definitely bring back Highsmith. He, he, you know, play him, start him. He played really well near the end. He got injured in the last game, which hurt us. And actually, you know, Dupree being hurt, um, hurt our whole season. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's going to be a fun bloke to watch too. Uh, opposite, opposite what? So I. That's the thing too. Like it's a, this is probably another show you could do. We're almost running out of time here. Um, but Dupree comes back. What do you do with Highsmith? Like, do you just get rid of Dupree or let him walk and see what goes on, and let High, Highsmith start? Uh, you've got two two guys there. One is a really great player. One's turning one could be in turning into one. So, but it's, it's like very, what we said about yeah. It's like what we said about developing players though. They're not going to develop if they don't play. Like you can have you can draft a whole bunch of round one. You know, if you had let's say ten first round draft picks, you can draft all those players. But if you don't give them an ability to play, what's the point? Like it doesn't make. So that's the thing. Like Highsmith's showing he can do it. I don't think he can play every snap, defensive snap of every game. I'm not suggesting that for the 
for anything, but they drafted him for a reason, you know, in the third round, and they've invested in him for a reason there. Um, Steelers Nation 412 asked for a super early prediction on our schedule next year. Let us run through that on another show. We'd be more than happy. It was one that Mark and I had sort of thought about running through that schedule. So we'll um, <laughs> we'll give you the – Way too early. The way, way too, too early. early. But give us a well, couple think, of weeks and we'll have I a think, crack. I think we're above 500 at least, but yeah. it's very, very early. We're playing them tough teams next year, very tough teams. Question from the from Facebook, uh, Mark. Mazaros, Mazaros, I hope I've said that right. I'm not a fan of any QB making 40 million plus a season. 180 equals 90 million offense. That means Ben is 45% of that space. Those numbers are roughly correct there. I tend to agree. Um, but again, that's one um, that we, we can look at in, in some of those future shows. And equally, at the end of the day, we'll sit here and say what we like. But if the Steelers are going to be loyal and bring back Big Ben, if he wants to be back, it's an issue there. Hopefully they can do a, a restructure that stretches some of that money over future years, but he just plays out 2021 and that's it. Um, Donald Nolan says 12 and four for super early predictions. Um Snowman says, do the offensive do the Steelers draft a running back or offensive lineman? As we've said, I don't want them to draft a running back. Mark's open to an offensive lineman, as am I. Um, as long as the right guy is there, I just don't want to I do not want to overdraft a player. This is the draft that we can't afford to overdraft a player. We can't afford an Artie Burns pick this this draft. Mm. It's just not that's just not the one. Um e- equally, and I'll bring this up, I, I did say this into the one of the Slack channels of BTSC. Um, I'm open to them if they don't like who's on the board. If there's not a if there's not a proper player with a in terms of a first round grade that the Steelers have at a key need like O lineman, quarterback, um, and what have you, trade back. You know what? Turn that 24th round pick into two seconds or a second and an extra third. Trade back. The cap is tighter this year. You're better to get value at different positions for those people if you feel that there's no one left in a key need with a first-round grade on them. Um, that That's something that we should all be a little bit open to as well because at the end of the day, we've got a number of needs and we've got a number of position groups that we need to get younger at. Um, there was one last one. Do you want to do this? We might... Uh, the wrap up soon. There was one about the um, Haskins again, Maddie. Oh yeah. Uh, so let me bring it up. Thomas says here, if you want to explain, like, uh, what's your overall opinion on Pittsburgh Steelers signing Haskins? Because that is the big news uh, of this week. What do you? Yeah. You know, we talked about it a little bit. Well, maybe we, we can end on that. Yeah, I've just got one more that actually after that that we'll that um I just want to address as well. Um, so certainly, oh, look, there's nothing to lose for the Steelers. But I, I, what I don't like about it is we've spent a lot of time bringing the right people in in terms of character, and I don't think Dwayne Haskins ladders up to that. So as long as the Steelers get something positive out of it, whether it's someone trades for him, you know, he sits there and he's a serviceable backup, whatever it is, um, great. But as soon as he starts becoming a distraction, see you later, mate. Yeah, fair enough. And he's like, like I said before, he's only on the future contract, so it's like only one year. It's like a prove it deal. Uh, it's, it's basically saying, yeah, can you get your act in order, and then we'll, we'll start to talk other deals and, and see what happens. But we've got Big Ben this year, and if um, Rudolph behind him, I don't really see them bringing in another another vet or anything like that. Um, so yeah, why not? Well, just just see how it goes with with Haskins. 
And then finally, end it with Boobash on the YouTube. What about Shannon's article, TJ for Deshaun? Shannon writes some awesome articles, and we he and I have some great conversations in the BTSC Slack channel and debates at times as well. So, um, yeah, it's a really big shout out to him as well and his articles and all the articles on BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Um, I I don't think you trade TJ for anyone. I mean, why are you going to like? I wouldn't trade any like the league leader in sacks year after year, um, or he was this year, but you know he was quite high up there last year. He should be defensive player of the year this year. If he misses out, that's two times he should have got it. Um, but you know, you're probably signing him on a six year deal for, or maybe seven year deal for 130 ish. Um, that's not that much on the salary cap. But if you think seven years from now, we're talking 2027, 2028, the cap by then will be you know roughly. Let's go four years at 10 millions because we'll probably go back to where it was um, last year at 200. So let's say it's 240 million. You know, his cap number a year then becomes, let's say it's 25 million. That's that's not a, that's only 10% of the cap. I don't know why you'd get rid of him. You need a hallmark on defense. You need someone that embodies that spirit. He's a leader. And also, if I'm Deshaun Watson, do I want to come to the Pittsburgh Steelers? I've got no running back. I've got very, like, young wide receivers. They don't have a proven veteran to throw it to. My O-line is all over the place at the moment. They're either old or leaving. So how is that going to be much better than what I had at the Houston Texans where I've got someone like Laramie Tunsil, you know, protecting me? And I don't – there's offensive coordinators are all over the place. They're all developmental guys. I've developed my game. I I just don't – if I'm Deshaun Watson, I don't know why I want to go to the Steelers right now. I, I just don't see that. You definitely don't get rid of TJ. I'm sorry, no. Shannon. I didn't didn't read your article. I read I read a few of them, but I think TJ is the pinnacle point of that defense, and he will be for the next yeah five six years. Um, he's only going to get better, and then when he gets better, players get better around him. So we need to keep TJ Watt. That would be a really crazy move, like they did with Houston with Hopkins, and they sent him to the Cardinals, and he had a brilliant year. You just don't. I don't think you do that. That's 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 a. Um, I don't know. I think you keep TJ overall. You have to. And then the other thing too to it is that as Shannon, you know, um, I've, I've only started that article um, in terms of getting read through it, but I dare say what you're also seeing from Shannon there is he's talking about the fact that like for us to get to Sean Watson, that is the cost of getting to Sean Watson in, in trading a player like TJ. What, um, what that means, it's just too high a cost. But look, that's it for this week. Steelers touchdown under. It's been a, a fast show. Um, well, I've gone a little bit over. It's felt really fast. It's been, but- been a hot show. Oh, mate, I'm Woo! absolutely dripping. I'm, as I said, off to Paul Barbecue Beach. Um, got the Steelers mug um, full of cold water. But for Mark and I, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Go Steelers. Go Steelers.